God bless you and what a joy it is for me to be able to share with you on this evening. Uh, it is another day that the Lord has blessed us, the Lord has kept us, and I report uh, a life that is victorious because I have victory over sin and shame. I hope the same for you because the more we report victory, the stronger we become. I like to say that faith is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes. So my faith is strong because I've been exercising it for quite a while. I hope that your faith is getting stronger as well. Let us turn, uh, well, let us pray. And then after our prayer, we'll look at a scripture and then we'll move right into this lesson, the continuation of our lesson from last time. We were talking about praying. And, uh, but let's pray right now. Dear Lord, we thank you once again for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. Thank you for the doors you've opened and the ways you've made. God, I'm asking that you will look upon your people, that you will strengthen them, that you will grant them of your favor. God, I pray now that you will give us supernatural strength in order to defeat this demonic spirit that has so many people uh, held hostage. We pray for their release and we pray for victory over their lives in their business and whatever else they would have to do because we know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. And we thank you in advance for the victory that is ours. We thank you now in Jesus name. Thank God. Amen. God bless you. And uh, for our scripture, I want to turn to, uh, I believe I'm going to turn to the 24th uh, number of Psalm, and, uh, and we're going to read uh, it uh, in your hearing today, the 24th number of Psalm, and there you will find these words, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle, lift up your head, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory, hallelujah, shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. What a joy it is to be able to say that the Lord's word gives us strength. The Lord's word encourages us. The Lord's word picks us up when we're down. What a blessing it is to be able to report the victory that we have 
by knowing the word of the Lord. Listen, on uh, our last session, I was talking about uh, how to pray. We were talking about how the saints or the people of God, the ambassadors of Christ, should excel in their holy living. We should, you see, there's a, uh, the Bible tells us that if I regard or retain iniquity in my heart, hallelujah, the Lord will not hear me. Therefore, if I'm going to have a successful prayer life, I've got to make sure that there's nothing that is coming between me and my Savior. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. That means a relationship. That means a situation. That means a circumstance. Don't let anything come between you and your Savior because it could hinder your prayer life. Ah, you're not hearing me. It could hinder your, <clears throat> your prayer life. And the last thing you want to happen is that your prayer life is hindered due to some dumb stuff, as my mother would say. Uh, leave the dumb stuff alone. Don't let your prayer life be hindered. And so in our last setting, I was talking about uh, when the uh, Apostle Paul was talking to the church at Thessalonica, and uh, he was telling them that uh, you are yet showing love to all Christians throughout the province of Macedonia. He said, but he said, but we encourage you as believers to excel in love even more. In other words, excel at this life, excel at living this life. Do not allow yourself to downplay the life that you're living. Now, of course, I often say here at the church that sanctification is a process. And that process says that I'm better today than I was yesterday. And tomorrow, I'll be better than I am today. So I'm totally committed to excelling in my Christian walk because I don't want to be um, uh, repeating uh, the first grade over again. Let me put it like that. There's a scripture in Hebrew and it said, let's not lay the foundation over again, but let's move to something else. And so that behooves us as the people of God to excel. Excel means to go beyond where you are. Uh, somebody type on the screen and say, go beyond, go beyond, go beyond. Don't stay where you are and don't compare yourself to other people because other people may be stagnant, but you need to move forward. And so I ended, I believe, with the scripture that's found in the 116th number of Psalm and the 12th verse when it said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? Let's go. I want to take you right in. Uh, to 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. Now, I'm going to say something to you on tonight that you may not like, you may not want to hear it, but I got to tell you this in order for you to move to your next dimension. I've got to tell you this in order for you to excel. You may not like these scriptures I'm getting ready uh, to read, but I'm going to tell you this. It's in the Bible, and uh, I'm not making it up. Uh, so don't get mad with me, get mad with God. All right. First Corinthians six, 
the 13th uh, verse of that sixth chapter said, meats for the belly and, and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Uh -huh. uh, nobody, nobody uh, can escape when God decides to destroy, when God destroys something, my brothers and sisters, it's, it's wiped out. Uh, but now it said, now the body, watch this, is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Mm -hmm. I lost some of y'all already talking about fornication. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Uh, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. Oh, Lord, God forbid. What that says is, don't you realize that your bodies are parts of Christ's body? And he says, should I take the parts of Christ's body and make them part of a prostitute's body? That's what that scripture is saying. And he said, for me to take what is a, a, a part of Christ's body and then uh, make it a part of a prostitute is unthinkable. It's unthinkable. The Bible says, God forbid, God forbid. Look what the 16th verse said. What? A question mark. What? Know ye not that he which is joined uh, to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. 17th verse. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? There's another what in the 19th verse. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which ye have of God and ye are not your own? You didn't know that? For ye, 20th verse, are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God, we have a responsibility. The person who unites himself with the Lord becomes one spirit with him. And so that's why it is so important that we make that you as 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 a as a member of the body of Christ, that you must make this valiant effort to live the life that Christ is asking for you to live. That 18 verse tells us to stay away from sexual sins because you know when other people, other sins that people commit don't affect their bodies the same way that sexual sins do. And so people who sin sexually sin against their own body. But you, you need to know uh, what the purpose of your body being connected to Christ is. You are, you see, when Jesus died on that ignominious cross, he didn't just die for the sake of a death, but at, it was at that point that he paid the price for the sin 
that you have committed in your body. And so now the scripture, the apostle Paul comes back and said, you were bought with a price. So now, since you belong to God, you need to glorify God in the use of your body. Go with me to the 12th chapter of Romans, the 12th chapter of Romans and the second verse, Romans 12 and 2. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't become like the people of this world. Paul said instead, you got to change the way you think. You need to be revolutionized. You, you need to be changed. And then you will always be able to determine what God really wants. Because what God wants from you and for you is good. What God wants for you is pleasing. What God wants for you is perfect. God wants you to enjoy the better things of life. So you can't think like the world thinks because the world only thinks of uh, uh, things on the terms of a quick gratification. The world only thinks about things happening right now. But you got to think on a long-term uh, basis. Uh, somebody put on the screen and say, get the big picture, the big picture, the big picture, the big picture. So now in, in we were talking about this prayer and then we said, oh, give me power there. How many of you know that there's power in prayer? That's why the Apostle Paul picked it up in uh, Philippians, the fourth chapter. And the 13th verse, I'll wait for some of you to get that. That's a very familiar passage of scripture. It said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, which strengtheneth me. And here's the thing you need to be mindful of, that when uh, uh, it doesn't matter what it is, I have uh, my dear friend, uh, he's our chairman of the deacon board some years ago, uh, he said, he said about me, he said, Drew think he can do anything, and I do. I think I can do all things, everything through Christ who strengthens me. If you, if you have a relationship with Christ, you'll stop limiting yourself. You'll stop putting limits on you because if you put limits on you, you put limits on God. God can do anything he wants to. And that's what you need to get in your spirit. God can do anything he wants to. Therefore, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Go with me to the 15th chapter of John. I want to share something with you in the 15th chapter of John. Because here is the stipulation by which you can do all things. There is a stipulation. You can't, you can't do all things because you're you. you can't, I can't do all things because I'm Drew Sheard. I can do all things because of Christ that uh, strengthens me. Now look at uh, John, the 15th chapter and the fourth verse. Look what he said. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself Except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. 
John 15 and 5. It says, I am the vine. This is Jesus talking. If you're following along with me in your Bible, and if you have red lettering, this is in red. That means that Jesus says this. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me. Note it says with that E-T-H on it, if you continue to abide in him, he said, and I, and Jesus said, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, oh Lord, ye can do nothing. If you live in Jesus and Jesus lives in you, you are victorious. You have endless possibilities. If God is in you and you are in him, you have endless possibilities. Oh, my Lord, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who live in me while I live in them will produce a lot of fruit, but you can't produce anything without me. That's what Jesus said. Look at the 16th, I mean the 6th verse. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. They are burned. 6th verse, whoever doesn't live in me is thrown and you, you got to get the, I want you to get this picture. Whoever doesn't live in Christ is thrown away like a branch and dries up. Branches like this are gathered up, thrown into the fire and burned. Sounds like hell to me. It sounds like this is a place called hell. If an individual does not abide in Christ and they, uh, they are apart from Christ, they will soon dry up. And when they dry up and die, the Bible says that that branch is picked up, gathered up, and thrown in the fire and burned. Now, that's what we teach that hell is all about. Now, look at the seventh verse. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, watch this, you all, ye shall ask what ye will. And it shall be done unto you. I hope this is in your Bible. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Anything. If, if you ask for anything. Now, now here's, the, here, here's the key to this because a lot of people get this scripture and just go running crazy with it. I, I can, you know, if I live in the Lord, I can ask for anything. Let me, let me help you. Let me help you. Uh, this scripture here uh, presupposes that you are uh, acquiescence to the will of God. Okay, so if, if, if God doesn't want me to have it, I don't want it. Praise God. So when I say, when the Bible says, if you live in me and, and what I say lives in you, that, then that means me and Jesus are, are, are together. I'm on the same page as Jesus. And when I'm on the same page as Jesus, I can ask for anything I want and it will be mine because I don't want anything that Jesus doesn't want me to have. Oh, Lord. 
So now you can quit just going around, act like you got American Express and you can just charge anything and whatnot. No, no, no. You got to abide in Jesus. Uh, go with me to 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, and uh, let's look at the fourth and fifth verses. Uh, 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, the fourth and fifth verses. And such trust we have, excuse me, and such trust have we through Christ to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Christ gives us confidence about God's presence. Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again. Jesus Christ gives us confidence about being in God's presence, about, about, about us being in the presence of God. And, 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 and by ourselves, we are not qualified in any way to claim that we can do anything. I'll say that again. By ourselves, we are not qualified in any way to claim that we can do anything. Rather, God makes us qualified. Uh, uh, somebody ought to put on the screen and say, I'm qualified by God. Uh -huh. God makes us qualified. Now, there comes a time, and I spoke on last, uh, on the other day, when I was talking about uh, that we needed our wills, our weakened wills to be renewed. We needed them to be renewed so that we can pray strong. Sometimes uh, uh, the vicissitudes of life weigh so heavily we've been hit uh, by stuff that's going on where sometimes it's just no good and now we need our weakened uh, spirits to be revived. Amen. Anybody ever been there? We need our weakened will, our wills to be revived. And so uh, Romans, the seventh chapter and the 25th verse, go with me to Romans, the seventh chapter and the 25th verse. It said, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I thank God that our Lord Jesus Christ rescues me. Is there anybody out there that'll say I'm rescued by Christ? So he said, so I am obedient to God's standards with my mind, but I am obedient to sin standards with my corrupt nature. So we need to be able to subdue mm, that sinful nature. And if you go over to 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, and starting at the 27th verse, you'll see. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters, that you cannot live this life by your flesh. You need the power and strength of God in order to be successful. Get that in your mind. You, you, you know, you, you, you got, you need to stop saying that you don't need the church. You don't need the preacher. You don't need no saints and all that. Yes, you do. Because these are the persons who will encourage you to seek 
the strength of God. You cannot live this life on your own. You must have the power and, and the strength of God to be successful. I'll go First Corinthians, the ninth chapter, 27 verses say, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul said, rather I toughen you. And he, he said, he said uh, I keep under my body or I, I, I bring into subjection. He said, I toughen my body. You know, uh, Paul often talked in athletic terms. I toughen my bodies with punches and make it my slave so that I will not be disqualified. There are some things that people who have received the Lord, listen, 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 listen. Uh, just because you said something smart to me and I didn't punch you in the mouth, that doesn't mean I can't fight. That don't mean I'm scared of you. I'm trying to be saved. Oh, Lord, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You know, a lot of people talk, act like, well, you know, you know, he weak, he weak. Listen, man, ain't nobody weak. Ain't nobody scared of you. You know, I had to tell the brother the other day, I ain't scared of you. Ain't nobody scared of you. Don't stop thinking that just because I don't curse with you, don't act like, don't think I didn't know some curse words. I just got rid of them. Praise God. I know how to curse you out, but I just don't use those words anymore. I'm, I got too much class to be cussing you out. Oh my God. So don't think that, so the scripture, the scripture says in this ninth chapter of 1 Corinthians 27 verse, he said, rather I toughen my body with punches and make it my slave so that I will not be disqualified after I have spread the good news to others. You see, a lot of times people want you to do stuff that's unbecoming to your character. You're better than that. Somebody type on the screen and say, I'm better than that. Yeah, they want you to cuss somebody out, but I'm better than that. They want you to get in a public fight, but I'm better than that. I'm better than that. My God. Now, now, so if I keep, hallelujah, <laughs> this is not always easy, but if I keep my body under uh, subjection and I work hard at being disciplined, I get stronger. So, you know, I, I think I was in the fourth grade or something. I think I was in the fourth grade and uh, uh, somebody called my mama yellow. And man, I beat them down. I beat them. I, I mean, I beat them. I got suspended for school because they called my mama yellow. Uh, are, are you hearing me? They called my mama yellow. And you know, anytime anybody talk about your mama, that's, that's, that's a whole nother world you done got into. But watch this. When I got home and I told my mother that I had been suspended from school, and my mother looked at me and she said, uh, what you get suspended for? I told her I was fighting, da, da, da. She said, what was you fighting for? And I told her, I said, he called you yellow. And my mama looked at me and she said, am I yellow? <laughs> and I said, no. She said, what you fighting for? See, sometimes you got to just graduate to another level. The stuff you fighting over is elementary. Stuff you, you know, I mean, you talking about somebody, somebody took your, Somebody took your ball and you fighting. I mean, please, get another ball. You're, you're old enough now to go buy another ball. Don't be out there in the street fighting over a ball. 
And here you are, 40 years old, 25 years old, 20 years old, and you out here fighting because somebody said, uh, your mama, your mama ain't nothing. And you fought. You, you 20 something years old. Is your mama something? My Lord. So now that I have uh, graduated and now that I have toughened myself up, I just need God to fill me with power anew. You see, uh, I need God to do something to help me get past these elements. Well, let, let me go back and rephrase it. I need God to do something for me to help me get around these kid issues because those are kid issues. You ought not to be fighting a kid's fight. You know, I mean, come on now. And here, 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 let me finish because I'm closing now. And so here it is. Fill me just now with power anew. Let's go to a familiar scripture found in the book of Acts, the first chapter and the eighth verse. The first chapter of Acts and the eighth verse. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Let me, let me, let me break this down, okay? Because ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Now, I just got through talking about you uh, bringing your body into subjection. You punching it so that you can be stronger. Now, after you bring yourself, after you have some uh, discipline in your life, then you become a candidate, my God, to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There has to be discipline first. In other words, you got to say that I want to be saved and submit yourself to the Lord Jesus. And then you become a candidate to be strengthened. You become a candidate to be strengthened as a soldier. And then look what he said. And ye shall, after you have been uh, sealed, after you have been sealed with the Holy Ghost as a bona fide soldier, then you shall be witnesses. What am I going to witness? I'm going to witness to, I used to slap you down, but now I can keep on walking. Oh my God. I'm a witness to, I used to curse you out. But now you don't bother me when you start talking about I'm a witness to somebody else that I used to be a bad, bad person. But now God has saved me and I have power. So teach me. I'm closing. Teach me, Lord. Teach me to pray. Teach me to pray. Let's, let's go back. And it says, and it came to pass. That as he was praying in a certain place, that's Luke, I'm at Luke 11 and 1. This is our beginning scripture. When he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. You need to pray, hallelujah, but you need to have power and strength to pray. Amen? Amen. Why don't you just type on that screen and say, Lord, teach me to pray. Teach me to pray. I am so blessed to be able to share with you on this evening because there are so many people 
who uh, want to be uh, Christians, who want to do what God wants them to do. They just don't have the discipline to be able to walk away from, in, 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 in some of our opinions, silly stuff. Silly stuff. You got to be able to walk away from silly stuff. Oh, somebody type on the screen and say silly stuff. Silly stuff. And so we have to be able to share and know that God is with us and we are better than they think we are. I got some, uh, some old friends that can't believe uh, that I don't carry on the way I used to carry on. As a uniting expression of our need and in the assurance that our request is in harmony with the will of God for us. Let us conclude by saying, Lord, teach me to pray. I need prayer. I need prayer. You need prayer. And I'm going to pray for you just now that this word that has been given forth in this two-part series will be a blessing to you and that you will be a stronger individual because you've heard this word. Dear Lord, I thank you. I thank you for how you blessed me. I thank you for how you've made ways. I thank you, O oh God for entrusting me with the ears of your servants to help them, O oh God, to become stronger, to become better, and to become greater soldiers for you. Lord, I pray now that they will not only be hearers of your word, but doers of your word as well. God will be so careful to give your name, the praise, the glory, and the honor shall be thine in Jesus' name. And we all say, thank God, amen. Listen, I want to challenge you to sow a seed into this fertile ground. This is fertile ground. My brothers and sisters, you can sow a seed into this fertile ground and reap a harvest. Listen, I want you to get an offering and I want you to give it. Uh, it may be that you're going to mail it in. You can always mail it in to Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church. We're at 19190 Schaefer Highway, that's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, 48235. Or you can give at PayPal, that's paypal at geikojic.org. Or you can give on Givelify by searching for Greater Emanuel Institutional Church. Please look for our church logo. And you can give there or you can go to Cash App. That's dollar sign G-E-I Kojic one. Again, that's G dollar sign G-E-I Kojic one. Or you can always give securely in our G-E-I app. Or you can give by texting to give at 28950. Put in their GEI offer, a space, and the dollar amount. Listen, I'm going to pray over your seed. And when I pray over your seed, I'm believing that God is going to give you a harvest. I'm believing that God is going to bless you in a special way because I know, I know what God can do through our giving. All you've got to do is be willing and obedient. And God will bless you tremendously. God will bless you to such an extent until sometime is almost figuratively and sometimes literally. You got to pinch yourself to see how blessed you are. 
Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters who are sowing into this fertile ground. Take these seeds and cause them to multiply, not only for the sake of ministry, and I know you will, but cause it to multiply for our personal sake. And we'll be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Here I go again, believing God. Come on, put it on the screen. Here I go again, believing God. I believe God. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Let every heart say amen. God bless you and I love you with the love of the Lord.